it's the biggest thing you'll ever do today. It's like the greatest moment of your life. I think it may Any well be. Any time you listen to Boomers with Beverages, you know you've really reached a, a, a high point. All, right? is, all is good with the world. Yeah, perhaps. I think so. Pinnacle. Perhaps. You've got some nothing some else pe- to do. Some people, <laughs> you know, I try not to rain on the parade, but there's always one of you guys that just... There's always one of you guys, and it's usually Artie's, you. Bastard. Artie's been a parade rainer use, for a long use, time. Use guys, yeah, use guys, use guys. Yeah, sure. You, you, go, 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 get them, get them. Go this get is GM. boomers with beverages, uh, or should we say boomers with one bummer? <laughs> boomers <laughs> with bummer. <laughs> boomers with the bummer boy. <laughs> hey, we're, there. We're, we're still, we're still having cocktails. The bummer boy. Kind of a, Go ahead. Be a great sitcom for you, the Bummer Boy. The he's Bummer just, Boy. He's just a cranky old guy sitting. There they have porch. one. Up. They already did that. It was called it, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch was a real bummer, man. Yeah, it's true. He really was. Yeah, that's a good point. But we are happy that you are listening to our podcast. Please tell one thousand of your friends, so that way we'll have one thousand and according to Dan, twenty six people listening to 1,026. the podcast. Yeah, because I think we have more than that, but you know. Whatever that number is, we'll have to play along with it. They didn't count us. Yeah, I know. They, we want to say also, uh, we appreciate all the folks listening all over the world. Indeed. We have people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also. Trafalgar. Other planets. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me how I got those stats, but that costs some money. But. So we are not alone. Is that We right? are we not, are alone. not alone. You can, The P- truth P- is out there. P- the PT, phone home. <laughs> Already? Yeah. You're starting early on those shots, my man. <laughs> well, it's, it's what we do. So what are you drinking? What do you got? Uh, today, I'm drinking this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, that should be a little bit more it's my, wild, it's my wild turkey flask, but uh, in it, I have um, my my standby. It's my uh, double oak Woodford Reserve. Oh, uh, good for you. Uh, that is yeah, your that's stuff. That is that's your, my stuff. That's your, that is. That's my stuff. Best mm-hmm. Christmas present I got this year. From wow. Pete Molina. That's what you got. Woodford Reserve. That's what I got from him, too. Yeah. He got me t- for I still tickets to Billy Joel. Leaving behind your banana pudding. <laughs> in, uh, I'll never forgive bourbon. you for that. You know how Thanks, hard Pete. I worked for that? I, you know, I worked hard. You know Somebody what, enjoyed bet, it, I'm sure. They found it, they deconstructed it, and now it's on their menu at Four Day Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Speaking of Christmas gifts, because I got you all one and you got me one, and I'm mm. very appreciative of everything. But when you have people over to the house, do you play the little game? What wine do I serve them, or what do I serve The good stuff, the medium stuff? Oh, always, uh, yeah, always, it's, it's, always it's at great. our house. I, and I feel guilty for doing it, but <laughs> really? the fact is, I do, I do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I stratify, I, and, 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 and I you judge, know what, okay, this person probably would appreciate this, this not so much. Yeah. May, I, may I interject? No. Why don't you say, here it is, which would you like to have? Yeah. That's yeah. what you do. What you do That's is, what you do. You get yourself some nice, a, a really nice decanter. And you pour the cheapest wine into the fancy decanter. (laughs) You know, I think you're going to love this. (laughs) But you take a really empty bottle of expensive wine and set it next to it and confuse them. You guys guys so complicate things. Anytime we entertain guests and they want to know what to drink with something, we just say, well, let's see what the waiter says. So you could go and have your entertaining we at home. We don't always have yeah. that option. Ask okay? the Garkin. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's all part of a domestic skill, you know? Yeah. It's, no, it is. you could it say really Google is. it. <laughs> that, that's true. That's, that's the true. easy way to do but it. But just no. so you guys, when I have you guys over, I serve you stuff, the really cheap stuff, okay? When are you going to Pete, we've been to your place. We know. Yeah. You, you know. keep threatening. 
I want to come over yeah. again. Everything Pete serves is wrapped here, in a brown paper bag. Is every that time mean, I go to Pete's that, house, mean, I have a good time. Does that mean every mm-hmm. time? I know, but that's you're, usually when you get there, you're already. I, I, I will in say that state. I have never had a bad time at Pete's house because you've never been there. Well, you know, you went and ruined it, didn't you? I'm sorry. <laughs> again, introducing <laughs> Mr. Bummer. Mr. Bummer would now like to Artie makes him cry. Artie, you mentioned domestic skills. Is that, is that something that you have? You think we should? Oh, absolutely. Well, well, hang on. Absolutely. We're going to come back to that because oh, he's no. got stuff to share. So okay. what do you, wait, real quick, mm-hmm. what are you drinking, Pete? I'm drinking LBV 2011, oh, is which new. is late bottled vintage port from mm-hmm. Portugal. Mm-hmm. I'm not normally a port fan, yeah. but someone brought this to us oh. uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's not bad. It's not bad. I do like me a good port. Well, I am... Was, uh, Drinking. I like the part of oh, Portugal. Yeah. I'll, what do you I'll, got? I'll bring it. Well, when, when we talk about advice later in the oh, show, you're cool. I got you're some, cool. some, some some good advice I got once. But oh, no, I'm uh, having uh, on alcohol. <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually, it's, it's alcohol related. <laughs> I am drinking IBC cream soda. Good stuff. It oh, is good stuff. Oh, is, cream soda, is, root beer. It's, oh. it's one of my top three cream sodas. You know what that's good in? Is <laughs> I'm becoming is... a cream soda aficionado. Ice cream, ice cream float. <laughs> a soda, so, sodalier? Could, could I be uh, a sodalier? A, soda, a, a, a sommelier except a for soda. soda that's sommelier. a sommelier. Yes. A, a sodalier. I am a drinking, sodalier? I am drinking. For sodas, not wine. Oh, drinking. okay. Got it. I am drinking. Yeah. I am drinking peach mango body armor. Yeah, you're a pussy. Uh, vintage New York. <laughs> well, there you go. Sorry. We know that reminds me. We, we we talked previously about I've got something going on with my I have shoulder. my liver intact, and uh, so they I got my EMG scheduled, and they said, okay, no, was it no oils or lotions before the procedure, but deodorant's okay. And I'm thinking, yeah, for all of us involved in the procedure. What is it? What, <laughs> what do they think you do? Why would they tell you I no oils no or idea. lotions? They think you're I, a masseuse. Well, you know, I'm guessing is important. I'm guessing but, it's something in the lotions that's a common ingredient yeah. that will react with Are they, the well, You might be ingesting yeah. like 10W30 motor oil. Well, I think, well, well sure. on, on Donald Trump's advice, I'm drinking bleach to keep COVID <laughs> away. And you know, and you know, if you've listened to previous podcasts, they'd have to add lube to Artie's list. That's true. I, no, I no. have four different kinds no of lube. lotions, four lubes. no oils, no lubes, and none of them lotions, you can ingest. Lotions Lube. and potions, yes. Nothing for you. <laughs> You'll be lubeless. <laughs> Sorry. All right then. So what do we? Uh, let's see. Uh, we're still. Uh, what I love about Dan is his cookies tend to make a comeback. But in a good way. And you, mm-hmm. these cookies that you've made uh, are so stinking good. Dance they are cookies. Good. Aren't they the best? They are, they are, the recipe is from King Arthur Baking, and they're called Eat Simple Florentines. Oh, they're great. They're, yes. They it's are. just. They're and yum. It, yeah, it's yum, yum. sugar, slivered almonds, candied orange peel, and mm-hmm. some really good chocolate from Grocer's Daughters in Empire, Michigan. See, that was the cool been... thing about the holiday gifts from you guys. The Christmas gifts from Artie and Dan were food. And that truly still is one of the best things to give, especially if you're a good cook and you can make stuff. Like Artie's yeah. banana pudding was amazing. I'm glad you and, yeah. and Dan had a mixed bag of stuff that blew you away. Yeah, it did. And those, those jellies. jellies are still wowing. We gave me some extra ones last yeah. last. Yeah. Week. And uh, incredible. That was raspberry, right? And you guys have read my book. Cherry, I got read. Right? Cherry and peach. Cherry. So you, you know what? Hey, yeah. listeners. Email me. Ooh. I will send you. I, I still have. I got a dozen or so bottles of uh, jars nice. left. I thought you were going to send me Email me and request it. I will send it to you absolutely free. I thought of you'd charge. send them that eight by ten that's on eBay for forty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yes, there are Dan Davis autograph. What was it? Classic comedian uh, retro something like that. Yeah, autograph photo. It's yes. 
you know, I was gonna. I sold uh, at an auction my highlights for children book with my Pussy Gets a Bath poem. Hmm. I, the guy contacted me about a week ago. He bought it twenty five years ago. Wow, that's oh my cool. For an auction for uh, the Hemophilia Foundation. I love it. Hmm. And he goes, Artie, I want to. I, I would like to send this to you so you can autograph it again twenty years later. I said, sure. Oh, I just got cool. it like a I week ago. That. I it, always it thought you okay. should make that, like, get somebody to illustrate it and make that book. Because yeah. there's, a, there's a book mm-hmm. I will buy you one day for either Christmas or your birthday. And you're probably familiar with it. It's uh, Brenda's Beaver Gets a Bath. And it is the funniest book. It is a, <laughs> it's a kid's book. Is but it? it is so funny, this well, series of books I'd that they do. I'd be happy to do that if I knew an illustrator. You, I don't oh, know any illustrators. It would be so just – I'm just Im- imagining the, the cat at Mach 2, you know. Okay. Just the image. You know, yeah. Well, if you paid the extra money and had a little sound yeah. effect thing on yeah, there, like right. some of those kids do. Button, you use a little button yeah. you push. A little that bit. would just be classic, man. That's funny. You know what? You might get to retire and you might not have to do this podcast. Uh, that would be so nice. Because we're making so oh, much money say, on it. Yeah, we're making, much a, to, we're making to earn more than <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, I, I do have to give Artie credit in, in one area as, as, as we, you know, you guys have gotten to know us as the Boomers of Beverages and we've talked a lot about our personal lives. And not to slam Pete, not to slam me, or to slam Dan, because I think Dan's close behind, but Artie is probably the most domestic handyman among us. I would say so. Even though I never typically would resort to calling somebody to fix things, because when I was a little kid, I was a magnet with my dad. When my Mm -hmm. dad would fix stuff, I was right behind him. You know, can you hand me this? Can you hand me that? And I'd watch Mm -hmm. him do things. And that's how I learned how to do a lot of stuff, because I think it's going to save you money long term, especially when you're a homeowner. You know, I don't know about your experiences and, and, and all, but you know, Artie, you're constantly working. I'm constantly on the working on something, yeah. yeah. But I, it's 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 all self-taught, and and some of it comes from my grandpa. But to be honest with you, I I don't know how to fix much of anything. I fixed a dryer once. I fixed our dryer once, and I got lucky. I got real lucky, and it was because we found a a, a mouse, a chipmunk, stuck in the motor. And that was easy. Take out the chipmunk, motor runs. Ah, okay. See that that's that that's my that's my level. I'm more domesticated with you know you know laundry, washing dishes, cleaning the house, uh, doing certain things that that men don't normally. Yeah. But well, do like like, he comes in here twice a week, and yeah. things have never been more organized. Yeah. And, and I, I believe in Mr. Yeah. Clean. Yeah. Even right. though I look like him. You, you, yeah. you tell me how 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 you would be if he showed up in a maid outfit. Would you let him in your house? Hazel, I have. <laughs> Hey, Mr. B. What do you mean if? I have let him in my house in a minute. I call, I call the cops. <laughs> it's, it's Hazel. Uh, that would be good. Now, Artie, do you like doing this or do you do it? I because- hate it. I'm just really good at it. My mom, was- my mom domesticated me when I was probably around six years old. No jokes. Yeah. You fold that laundry. Fold the damn laundry. So I'm folding laundry. Folding so it. your dad, though, because you said your grandpa, so your dad not My so grandpa much. used to fix everything. But not your dad. My dad never Your dad was probably always working. My dad just emptied drawers. He'd go through the house and say, this drawer's full. Emptied it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Organize so it. He was organize the, this drawer. He was the delegator. He was the exactly. delegator. He was yeah. the delegator. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The delegator is home. But my yeah. papa used someone to do all Someone moved the, the uh, uh, Yeti away from Artie's shot glass. Oh, God, I did it again. Is he tinking? He's I'm tinking. tinking. He's tinking. Sorry. Are you tinking? Does anybody else hear I that? I am calling your no, neurologist. You are having a problem tinking. <laughs> okay. Stop. <laughs> you are tinked, man. Uh, yes. What are you tinking? <laughs> I'm tinking. T- I need to stop doing what I'm doing because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doing it wrong. So, Dan, Dan, um, you know, when we first met as comics, mm-hmm. um, 
knew your family, knew about your family through your comedy, mm-hmm. uh, did not have the privilege of meeting up with your pops, but yep. was your dad a handyman? Was he kind of that guy? Not so much. Yeah. Not really. I mean, he, you know, would mow the yard and, you know, I can do like, I can do electrical. I can yeah. put in a new outlet, stuff like that. But really? Mo- like repairing an appliance or something like that. It, I'd like yeah, to that hire you done. for an hour. My, yeah, because, I mean, the thing was with, with my dad is that he worked like 16, 20 hours a right. day when I was right. growing up. So he, was never, he wasn't home to do. And, and so we're, it just, it stayed broken. Yeah. What <laughs> about the Molina household? He was a police officer, which meant he had to have, you know, two oh, or well, three sure. other yeah, part-time yeah. jobs. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. un- sadly, unfortunately, <laughs> right? Well, he, he was an honest yeah. police officer, which meant he had, he had to have more jobs. Yeah, yeah. So how about... Pops Molina, what was that? My dad was a handyman. He did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I I think Italian dads are known for that, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Pretty, as far as being handy around the he, house, doing he, that. He would do thing. a lot of what my dad would do. He would, like, fix the football games and fix the hockey games. <laughs> that's, that's a little different. Yeah, that's that's a little Italian different. Italian and and fixes, he did this yeah. while he worked at the Bada Bing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So we had enough money to hire the people to do the stuff that needed to be done. So, Artie, you've got some uh, some helpful info, correct? As Absolutely. Far as, uh, as a matter of fact, let's let's run with this one. And now for the continuing adventures of Mr. Homemaker. Today I picked up my socks. I bathed in bath oil beads. I pampered myself. Then I watched the football game. <clears throat> Join us tomorrow for a new adventure with Mr. Homemaker. Nice. That is helpful advice. I like that. Sure is. Oh, I yeah. now have tomorrow just planned. Do, just get the stuff done before you watch the football game. I, it's so that simple. Important. I'm hungry so for more. Important. You have more? Is that it? You oh, no, more? there's tons more. I want more. Give me more. You want another one yeah, now? Yeah, let's get another one now. All right, let's Absolutely. Another one. And now for the continuing adventures of Mr. Homemaker. <laughs> Today, I picked up my socks. I dusted the cat. You don't I want to dust the cat. And waxed the dog. <laughs> I peed my pants. <laughs> then I went home. <laughs> then I went home. Join us tomorrow for a new adventure with Mr. Homemaker. I like it. I like it. That's it. I mean, there's more, but I'm telling you, well, it's it all it's all relevant. Yeah. No, Tune into future your experience? Mine. Yeah. yeah, I told you. My, I do you just, do anything? Oh, around the house? Yes. Uh, oh, you make reservations. <laughs> I do everything around. <laughs> oh, Karen does a few things. <laughs> can, you, can you name one? Well, oh, I'm sorry. Did Jim I say let me do. get back That's to you? Yeah, yeah. She does tell me <laughs> what to do and where God to go. Love and, you. Right. Always and, and, and she tells me where to go, and I can't find it on the GPS. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, no hell, hell, hell. Yeah, find it. It? Uh, well, it's in no, Michigan. Yeah, That's where, where it is. What's the longitude and latitude? Yeah, right? So, But I like I it, though. I, I like that, though. But I, I, and this is going to sound, I don't want to sound pretentious or like special here. Right? People sound. that own a home and don't take care of it piss me off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me about I it. Oh, absolutely. I hate that. Yeah. How do you, because for the vast majority of human beings, this is the greatest investment you'll ever have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You know, we, just I letting don't it run down. Understand it. Well, you know who was probably the most domesticated person, Bob Wise, comedian Bob Wise. Mm-hmm. From he was on mm-hmm. yeah. uh, WRE radio and said, "But I, yeah, a few times that we go over to his house in the in the daytime, and it's like he's dusting and washing, and because his his wife was a full time teacher, is mm-hmm. the." moved out of Indianapolis now but yeah he was like he loved he loved dusting he loved vacuuming he loved all that well stuff. here's here's a reveal him. I actually like that stuff I love really to, oh yeah absolutely I I 
I enjoy doing the dishes. I enjoy tidying up. I enjoy making things uh, arranged. Mm. For me, it's uh, like therapy. It's, really? in, in my mind, I think the code now everything is controlled. I've, I'm in control of things. Of course, I, intellectually, I realize I'm in control of very, very little. Yeah. But it's just my way of <laughs> intellectually. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> but it's my way of like sort of organizing things and, and relaxing myself. Yeah. I, mm. Now, fixing stuff around the house. I, I have no interest in it. I have mm-hmm. no skill in it. Kara's an electrical engineer. She does that stuff. She likes it. But, you know, if, if, it, if it has anything to do with fixing stuff around the house other than, you know, cleaning the dishes yeah. and dusting and that sort of stuff. Do you do laundry? Oh, yeah. We do our own laundry. We do our own laundry. So upstairs bedroom, ceiling fan. I noticed it was like had all this dust Just, had collected yeah, on sure, the blade. Which happens. And so I take the vacuum cleaner up. Mm-hmm. This was mid-December. <laughs> I take the vacuum cleaner upstairs. Still up there? Try to clean. Actually, it just came down today. That's where I'm going with this story. So I, I take it up there to try and, you know, get the dust off because I didn't want to just, you know, brush it with the feather duster because that's going to no. be all over the room. Yeah. And, but it's like you try to vacuum it off and the blade moves. So I'm like, oh my gosh. hey, Susie, one of these, you know, let, let's go upstairs and one of us holds a, you know, a stick to keep the blades in place and the other vacuums off the fan blades. Yeah. Well, so finally, here it is, what? Early February, it's been up there for, I swear, two months. The vacuum cleaner's been in the bedroom. That's hysterical. And I I am so lucky that she couldn't find the divorce lawyer's phone number today. Mm -hmm. Because it was like you try to to hold the blade in place, and it doesn't hold in place. So so, so it's been up there for two months. That means the rest of the house for two months has not been vacuumed? Well, of course not. Way to to go, Angela Lansbury. (laughs) You saw that one. (laughs) Vacuuming, she wrote. Look at the evidence. Look at the evidence. Here's the evidence. Nice job. You know, since we're on the heels of Dan's homemaking, you got some some more, don't you? And now for the continuing adventures of Mr. Homemaker. Today, I picked up my socks. Always. Always. (laughs) I cooked a canned ham in the microwave. Chips. I went and bought a new microwave. <laughs> Join us tomorrow for a new adventure with Mr. Homemaker. Uh, that's, that's it. Good. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Oh, what yep. was that so, American Hustle with the science oven? Did you see that one? With uh, uh, no, I don't remember that. What the was science that? oven. The science oven. Yeah, yeah it, it was about the like ab scam from the. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's American. Who was? Um, it was. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was in it, yeah. right? And uh, Brad, Bradley... Uh, yeah, Bradley Cooper, Cooper was in it, and uh, actually... Good uh, cast. Yeah. What's the bit? What's the well, gig? The bit was, he, he gets from some corrupt politician, gives him a microwave oven in the early days of microwave ovens, <laughs> and he calls it a science oven, and his wife... At the, who was, it uh, wasn't Jennifer Lawrence. It, no, it was Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence was the wife. Amy Adams was the girlfriend. But but she's like, stupid science oven. So she puts like a metal TV oh, dinner God, in it. Yes. And it like, burns it. <laughs> I hate <it>. science oven. <laughs> that was my, my grandmother. The first time she ever saw a microwave, you know what she did? Mm. She wanted to make toast. So she well, threw some bread in the, the microwave. Oh, they turned out to be these square charcoal briquettes. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, honey. Are you guys OCD? At all with stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, certain things. Karen will. Karen always compares me to Kathy Bates in Misery. Remember when he knocked the penguin down? Then <laughs> he forgot to put it back up. She's like, "That's who really? you like." Yeah. Um, and I did. I did that to our neighbor once because we, our neighbors across the street, we exchange. Like if they go on vacation, we'll mm-hmm. put their trash out. And when they had a yeah, dog, do when their dog was alive, we yeah. you know take care of stuff. Well, one time I went over there, I took <laughs> one of our family pictures and I put it on their mantle. <laughs> 
that's awesome. And I wanted to see how long it would be. How long did it take? Uh, three days. <laughs> and, and, that's uh, hilarious. The, the, uh, the, the wife t- calls and she goes, um, so I was sitting here after work <laughs> and I go to turn on the TV and I glance over and I go, I know those people. <laughs> and, and why is their picture on my mantle? Oh, I just That's hilarious. I just busted a gun. Because I wanted to see, because Karen will tell me, she would never know if I did something like that. Like if I mm. moved something. Because literally I have moved things around and she's not realized it. She's not paid attention. Yeah, really? I'm, I'm that yeah. guy, if, if, I, if I leave the house in the morning and I come back and someone has moved one of our end tables uh-huh. two or three inches one way or another, I notice it immediately. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Denise, we, we, we have a billion plants in our home, okay? Mm-hmm. And with, with uh, I'd say about 70% of them are in our living room and dining room area. Well, Denise will move one, and I won't notice. If she moves, the bigger the, bigger the plant, the more I am going to notice it. And we have one that we have a hibiscus oh, so tree in the middle of our house. It's amazing what you guys have. Oh, it's a, it, it is. It's, a, it's an arboretum. It it's is. wonderful. It's it just is. beautiful. Oh, she... It's does beautiful. An incredible job. She actually mm, still really has is. two uh, 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 poinsettias from two years ago. That's wow. They're amazing. blooming beautifully. That's amazing. Mm. Oh, and the hibiscus still blooms, mm. even the, through the hardest of winter. Oh, you know what? It, you know, we had five blooms on Christmas Day. I was sick as a dog. She was sick as a dog, and we were like, you know, this is kind of making everything better. Look mm. at those blooms on a mm. hibiscus tree in December. We when we buy plants, like it is I'll, indoors. I'll buy. It was indoors. Yeah. I'll buy plants like five, six at a time, and I, I kind of nickname them the Donner Party plants. <laughs> yeah, because I know when the journey's over, there's not going to yeah. be any survivors. It's just it's over. But yeah. thankfully, yeah. we've had a few. But she, your your wife's extraordinary with that. Yeah, she well, that, yeah. absolutely. It's like they really, ask, really good. They she does that every day. She does that. Every, she plants every day. That's what her thing is. Yeah. yeah. Here's a funny true story because in, in one of the, your little uh, she could shop at Nordstrom like some people I know. Can't ham. My um, <laughs> in, in high school. This this is this is funny. In high school. The guidance counselor, Chauncey McDaniels, who tried to be a real tough guy, but mm. he was the nicest guy in the world. And uh, apparently one weekend his wife went away for, for I don't know, conference or something, I don't know. And he was in charge of the domesticated stuff, and obviously he wasn't very good at this. So he literally bought a canned ham to cook for Sunday dinner, put it in the oven. Oh, in the no. can. In the oh, can. No <laughs> way. Oh, so God. on Monday we heard from his son, Brett, who was... <laughs> You know, in our class, that it exploded. <laughs> of course, wow. it did. It's, that's right. Yep. And and now we have to have a, 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 a some kind of fundraiser for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so you know, does it say on the canned ham? Please remove from the can before you know. Maybe back then it didn't. Maybe Who knows? yes. That's right. That's. I think they do. Yeah. Well, it you probably know, does now. I but think one be, of the yeah. more helpful things when you're learning about stuff like that, domestication, things around the house is the advice you get. Because you get good advice, you get bad advice. And you know we've all gotten mm-hmm. good and bad advice. Right, Pete? I mean, you, you, yeah. you've talked about this before. So do you kind of – and this may not necessarily be on the domestic front, but it pr- could be pretty close. But do you, can you think about what stands out best, worst, as yeah. far as advice you've gotten? Well, I think some of the best advice I ever got was an, an old boss of mine said, you know, when you start to make some decent money, live 25% below your means. Yes. So you can save some money – 
you know, you don't get caught up in, you know, all the, the, uh, the materialistic stuff. And, and that, that really stuck out with me. And, to, and for the most part, I, I tried to live by that. I, I did. And, and it served me well. And mm-hmm. it was, it's just interesting. You know, it wasn't like he had a big sit down or anything. It was like, he made that as an offhanded yeah. comment and it go, you know, that, that makes some sense. So that, you know, that for some reason that stuck with me and how, I thought that was really good did, advice. Did how you, old were did you? you do when, it though? He, how old were you? Late twenties. Wow. Did you, did you I do would it have never Yes, I did. That. Good yes, for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because if, if you, if you do it regularly, like have it, you know, so much of your paycheck automatically deposited into a savings account or whatever, you don't miss it. No, no. If, if you, if yeah. you do it, so you got to write that check for 25% every month or whatever, every, however often you get paid, then it becomes hard to do. But, but yeah, just things like that, that you, you can, you find that you don't miss it. No, and, then and later if, on if you, you, get, you realize protected. too, that like say at 20, you took literally, even if it was a hundred bucks every couple of weeks or a hundred bucks a month yeah. and put it away. By the time you're 40, you'd be stunned what oh, kind yeah. of money you're sitting yeah. on. Well, but yeah. we don't. You we know, don't. Most no, there, don't. Well, there was something about like if you put, you, you know, if you start at, you know, 25 and you put, you know, $5 a week in a savings account. Yeah. By the time you're 50, you're good you know, to go. you got, and, and your children and your grandchildren will mm-hmm. You know, yeah. benefit. You might have more money than the Biden family. I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> it's you know, it's might. possible. Well, I, well, I will not have a Corvette. Sorry, yeah. <clears throat> will not. I will have classified documents. I will have a lot. Of, I will yeah. have a lot of boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, so that's best? Yeah. Was yeah. Any, any worse? Because I, I, I was trying to think of best too. Worst? I, I, I really nothing stands out for me. Yeah. That way, best was just going back to the comedy and the career. When early on, somebody told me the key to comedy is write what you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought no greater truth has been for me. Now, this isn't true necessarily, I don't think, mm-hmm. of characters, but I think it is kind of in a way, because Artie, you've always been about your characters and how mm-hmm. funny they are. Yeah. But those characters have roots somewhere. They have so some they, reality they, to them. They've oh, been yeah. inspired yeah. by somebody, somebody Correct. you've seen, somebody you've grown up with. And the right what you know just always stuck with me because they said, and, and, and they, they flipped it to say, when you write what you know, your material's harder to steal because that's it's, that's it's, a good it's, about, it's about you. And you've yeah. had, you're the only one that's had that experience. Mm-hmm. So if you see some schmo doing your, you know, you're like, oh, so, you know, you were born in that part of Toronto too. And you had mm-hmm. uh, three brothers named, uh, you know, J- you know, and, and Manny, yeah. Mon, Mac. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. getting and at, you right? can tell. Yeah. So it was just good stuff like that. You know, I've probably never been, had that problem. I've probably been given a lot of good advice, but Artie, how about Nobody you? wanted my shit. Nobody wanted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what, what, what's this? Nobody, you know, what's this? A uh, shop teacher well, lost all his fingers. Okay. They, they, I don't believe that for a second but i'll play along with you to say they didn't want what they did want though was your your your, your personality your zest mm-hmm. because your you energy can't, on you stage can't take it. you can't it's take the, yeah it, it's the selling when you were in your heyday of doing comedy and not to say that you still don't do it but you when you would get done i don't know how you physically stood up because you poured it all into your stand-up you know dan and i and pete mm-hmm. we're phenologists it's not mm-hmm. like we're not putting ourselves into the act, but right. yours was a pretty the last, physical the last, and mental process. The last three years I was doing it on the road, I was always taking a, a like a bar towel on stage with Yeah, me. I did I had to wipe that. myself down. I mean, yeah. I, I was drenched. The hardest Absolutely working man drenched. in show business. Well, yeah. and, and, no. I, and I think that's part of part of your <laughs> no. charm and, and part of why mm-hmm. people loved you because they knew you were giving it all. Oh, yeah. you had a corner man. Probably. <laughs> I, had a corner a, man. I had a cut man. <laughs> cut, cut man. Hey, somebody threw a bottle at me. Yeah. Cut me, Cut me. <laughs> wow. A great timing. But, well, and when you were talking about... <laughs> Art's like, I quit. I'm done. No, but, it was perfect. And I know you've gotten some good advice. Well, yeah. My, I'm, my dad was, as I, I mentioned before, a police officer. 
And I remember him telling me one time he was the only man he knew who looked forward to going to work every day. And I thought in that moment, I want, that's what I want to do. I wanted to find a job. I was, I will say, I was not interested in becoming a police officer, but I want to find something. And I have been blessed that every job I've had, I enjoyed doing. I know Deputy Dan sounds kind of cool. <laughs> it does sound kind of cool, doesn't it? <laughs> and, but it's like, I mean, I was a you know radio personality. I yeah. was a, did a stand-up comic. I've done voiceover. I taught high school for 18 years. You and did good at everything. 18? Yeah. You did good yeah. at everything. I don't know. Three years at Lawrence Central and 15 at at Harris. I forgot about the Lawrence Central thing. They named part of the building after him at his last school. They really did, yes. It was... um, Restroom. Yeah, the boys' restroom. (laughs) The Dan Dan B. Davis School of Smoking in the boys' room. But but that's the thing is that, you know, and and yeah, they say, you know, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. I don't know about that because I've worked hard at the things I've done. Well, that's your dad coming through there because I don't think he would ever jump into anything and be kind of meh. Yeah, well, what's the, yeah, what's the you know, point of doing it if no you're not going to enjoy it? Right, exactly. Well, or perceive yourself to be successful at it either. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, which is, that's another big thing for me is that, you know, I did, I did stand-up for a while. I worked as well, long as I wanted to work. Well, we talk about stand-up, but let's talk about the stuff you did really well. Well, yeah, it just, the, yeah, uh, teaching. Jeez! <laughs> 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 wow! I, he knows right. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about something you did it really well. It took a while for that shot to land, oh, but now it stands. We opened mic together. We rasped each other till the... That was a roundhouse. I yeah, there was, there's something, you know, in the stand-up, I think, I don't know. Like I said, I never worked. I didn't work a lot of, you know, the so-called equity clubs, the multi-night clubs. Most of what I did were one-nighters in Illinois and Iowa and Nebraska and Kansas and all that stuff. But I had a good time. But you also were part of a group, and uh, I was in that group because I know Artie, Mm -hmm. uh, Dave Dugan, Dave Wilson. We were also a part of that group, you, me, Hank. There was a few of us that were – people would want us to host. They would want us to emcee because they knew we would go up. We'd get the crowd where they needed them to be. And don't undervalue that. No. You cannot no. undervalue a good MC on a show because yeah. they could screw the show mm-hmm. as much as a and feature And they could. have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. I mean, that oh, is, yeah. in itself, hosting and being an MC is an yeah. art form well, you, different you, than just doing straight comedy. If you got a host MC who's trying to be the headliner, it's yeah. going to be a bad, bad yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Well, and okay. it's, I mean, because, yeah, for me, I will say that that's my, my, the best position for me in any comedy show is host MC. Yeah, because yeah, I can I because, you know, you got a lot. I think you got a lot more tools that, you know, it to me, it's more acceptable as the MC to do a stock joke. Yeah. Do, you yeah. know, something out of a, a joke book or whatever versus, you know, original material and things. And I had bits that I used that always worked. Yeah. And yeah, yeah the show is better. If you have a good MC, and yeah. I loved every minute of it. I loved hosting, yeah. loved MCing. It's a tough habit to break because for years after that, when Carrie and I would go like to uh, Cheesecake Factory, I'd walk in and go, "Anybody having a birthday? Who's from out of town? I have, I have for the first time. Anybody having the cheesecake tonight? I, I have a personal experience with what Dan's talking about. I, I had been headlining for years, and I was asked to MC a particular program that a. The, the particular local channel was doing a, a, a story on one of the comics that was going to be on that night. <clears throat> and I selflessly, and I'm admitting this because I don't want others to make the same mistake. You're not that important. I'm yeah. not that important, but I wanted to make it about me because there was media there and I was mm-hmm. called on the floor on it because I, I, I should have been, I was there to host the show. I went mm-hmm. beyond my means and I was remarkably selfish about it, and I paid the price for it. And I will never forget it, and I will always learn from that experience, mm-hmm. and I've never done it again. 
this was probably 30 years ago. And I learned that lesson then, mm-hmm. and I've never repeated that. Mm-hmm. But I've never even talked about it <clears throat> because it was something that was so embarrassing to me because I did it willfully. I did mm-hmm. it willfully, and yeah. I felt awful yeah. after I thought about it. And it was brought to my attention that we're onto your yeah. stupid well, s- mm-hmm. shit. And that's, tough, that's the thing to, to me that I was very aware of because of, you know, watching old movies and just really being into show business, even back before streaming and all that, is that the show is what's important. Yeah. You have people who paid money. They may have saved for a month to go out tonight. And so I need to make it the best show I can make it. Yes. Whatever my position is that I need, you know, it's it's too bad if I blow the head, you know, if I'm the middle act and I blow the headliner away. That's a bad show. That's, you know, you need to be careful not to do that. I mean, it's there's all kinds of things that factor into that. But if you're going into the show hoping to blow the headliner out of the water so you can get a headline gig sometime, that's, to me, that's not a good, good way to be. Yeah, it's yeah. not. You're exactly right. Yeah. Nope, it's good stuff, but it, uh, it, it served us well being, uh, you know, yeah. getting to do what we got to do because I, I tell people right now, and I, I realized that the club scene in New York and L.A. existed long before the club scene exploded in Indy with Crackers Comedy Club when Jim Schliebner opened Crackers and Mary Lou Sullivan started Comedy Corner, Chicken Patty did Comedy Connection. Mm. But from the 82 to about 92, 93, that decade was the oh, yeah. meat and potatoes, the greatest yeah. stretch for stand-up comedy and every one of us had a stretch in that time where yeah, we felt yeah. like oh, we, yeah. we were going to do it. We were going to yeah. be the next thing. Yeah. You know? w- once I was not allowed to back at Crackers, I uh, latched on to Dave and down in Greenwood at One Liners. Oh, and yeah. I love that club. You know, I that was that great Because we got to work with friends every yeah. damn night. I every always, week. and I don't, I kick myself. I should always remember Dave yeah. Wilson's One Liners because that was, and David learned, just like Schliebner learned going out to see what Friedman did in, in LA. Dave, took notes. He paid attention when mm-hmm. he made one-liners yeah. to make, a, again, one of the best comedy venues in the oh, Midwest. Yeah, it was great. Yep. And I, and I, I you know, I'll, I'll never get a chance to argue the point with the, the, the people from New York or LA who have a tendency to be snobs because they think they are the comedy kings. Mm-hmm. No. The Midwest and the South, this whole area here, this swath from the North down through, you know, down all the way through Florida, the, the greatest comics to ever walk the planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. to- totally from, agree. And yep. so, m- many of them are still performing to this day. But oh, from, yeah. from the early 80s through the early 90s, uh, j- just the, the quality of comics. And mm-hmm. I used to just sometimes just I, – I really didn't care about what I was doing other than, okay, let's be good. Let's do a decent – but I just love working with the other guys. Yeah. It was just you so know, much fun to work with these people that – You'll never know their names, yeah. but oh, they were yeah. funny. That's the thing. We could actually turn this podcast into something that brings these people back that be cool? to talk to us and, yeah. and tell us their experiences because we know them all. Yeah. Get, and they're all still out there I'm and some get, of them are uh, still working. I'm so, yeah. We, we should board. bring some of these guys yeah. in I mean, and there, talk about yeah. this. There's guys that we know that have been doing stand-up comedy yeah. for 35 years. 40 years, yes. And they're and still making doing a it. living. Yes. And yeah. they're not still at it. You know, they're, they're not household names by no. any means, right. but they're entertaining audiences week after week. Yeah. So and, hopefully... Uh, and they're not on Bob and Tom. No. Yeah. <laughs> not no, everybody not is. Not all of them. And but, it, it is, they've had a lot of good people on there, but that's not the longest sure. test. They, you know? they have... They, yeah. So what's some really bad advice maybe you've gotten in, over your career? I, I just... Oh, Pat, Pat Paulson. Pat Paulson. <laughs> Pat Paulson gave me the worst advice I ever got. And I, was, I got to work with him at Crackers, of course. And he says, Artie... 
I really like your show. You're, you're, you're good. You got a great energy, but just pick one character and do it the whole show. Well, I tried that once, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't sustain it. Yeah. I couldn't sustain that. I had to do my show. And apparently, to, he's not familiar with your moniker, the Kaleidoscope. Of no, he's, he was not. He was not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he was fun to be with. I enjoyed being with him. I enjoyed having him on my resume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's that was his advice, and it was terrible yeah. advice. Just yeah. terrible. Yeah, for me. I'm, I'm with you on that front. I, I don't really think I got bad. Well, I can't. I I, just, well, one thing I wanted to say that because you you were you're drinking a port is your beverage of choice for this podcast. A really cool piece of bit of advice I got was uh, uh, when my sons were born. That somebody suggested get a port the year they're born and keep it until their 21st birthday because it takes about. You know, it can take 20 years for a port to really become good. So, so, so get mm, like know, some comics. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and it was, it was really cool that I, I did it with both our sons and it was just nice on their 21st birthday. This is, here's a bottle that I bought hmm. the year you were born. I've been keeping it as did best I can. And it, it, they, yeah, they both actually were very good. They hadn't turned to vinegar, but mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. That, I, uh, I think I did, I guess one piece of advice I'll pass along, just kind of in the mm-hmm. same vein. Uh, I remember opening for Jeff Foxworthy and we're sitting at dinner and I'm just like, of course he's picking up the tab because that's who he was. I mean, mm-hmm. he's one of the coolest comics yeah, I guy. ever worked with. Cause he told me that he goes, he goes, you know why I keep working so hard? And I go, no, because, because I want to be able to fly home every night and tuck my kids in. Mm-hmm. And I worked with him a year after yeah. I did that show. And he looked over at me, and I'm like, first of all, the fact that he remembered me, and he just smiled. He goes, guess what I'm doing? I'm flying home. Yeah. (laughs) Bob Seger has that in his contract, that after every show, no matter where he is, he walks off stage, gets in a vehicle, driven to the airport, flies home, and makes school lunches for his kids. So we're uh, we're sitting sitting at dinner, okay, with Jeff Foxworthy, and I'm just having the darndest time Mm -hmm. deciding what I want to get. So he looked at me, he goes, "I, I have a piece of advice for you. I go, Look at the sign in the restaurant, outside the restaurant. What's that say? Steak. And he goes, okay, you order steak. You don't order fish. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, good, very good advice. Because so, yeah. so when they put their word on the, on the sign, yeah. Yeah. apparently that's what, that's what you at. need to be here for. Yeah. yeah. The worst advice I ever got was to be yourself, be your true self. Because every time I'm my true self, I get punched in the face. Because I'm telling <laughs> yes. you. I'm telling you, half the stuff in my head should just not come out. I'm yeah. telling you. Well, it's like, yeah, the famous speech from Hamilton, you know, to thine own self be true. Well, what if you're an idiot? Okay. You know? Well, what maybe if, what you if, need to stretch beyond that well, sometimes. Well, there are, pe- there are comics that have made, a money, made money doing that, being an idiot. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. Well, that's but that's not who they... So there's hope for me? No, yeah. There's, there's, you know, no, 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 no. You're getting, you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. So let's put a bow on this, because this is something right. Pete... Pete suggested we, we, we ask ourselves this to wrap this podcast up. So with that in mind, with, with, with all that we know now, where we are in life, wh- if you could go back, what would you tell your 18-year-old self now? Artie. Uh, no smoking, no cocaine, no pot. Okay. Dan. Skip college, go right into radio. Pete. Learn how to say no, quit trying to please everybody. Because mm-hmm. saying Wise. no actually means saying yes to the things that you, you value the most. Now, I, I would mm-hmm. have to go back to the saving the money, saving money, because I think that's the biggest struggle so many of us have later in life is that we didn't prepare for where we are now. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in a lot of ways, but the financial part's the toughest one. Yeah, yeah. And if we just yeah. had somebody to tell us and make us do it, you know. So, 
Well, they told me. They just didn't make me do it. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff, though. It's good. That's right. yeah, one more? You, one more? You got You got one more? There's one more on there. Yeah, Go. Let's do one more. Here it comes. Yeah, we I, this is one the best more. one. All right. Let's, let's listen to this one. And now for the continuing the adventures mm-hmm. of Mr. Homemaker. <laughs> awesome. Today I picked up my socks. Always. Oh. <laughs> I bit my toenails. Oh, Lord. <laughs> to do. I fought plaque. <laughs> I got hooked on phonics. <laughs> <laughs> Join us tomorrow for a new adventure with Mr. Homemaker. Right. <laughs> Nothing like dating black. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm anxious to hear Mr. Homemaker 2023. I'll have to make one. <laughs> to make I got a feeling you could put a pretty cool spin on those. So. Who was the, who was the, was that you doing it was the Johnny narrative? George. That's Johnny. That's Johnny. Oh, Such I hope nice he's guy. listening. I hope so too. He'll, he'll, oh, he'll be suing me. That's good stuff, man. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing the Homemaker stuff. Appreciate yes. it. Pete, good stuff. Appreciate you. your ideas on this, uh, mm-hmm. always. Dan, you. Absolutely. Good stuff, guys. Art Baker, as always, we appreciate everything you do. And uh, we also have to, Artie's putting his little files together for the At next least show. I'm not doing this. Stuff. Artie, Artie knows he's the bell's going to ring soon because he's, he's, he's putting everything in his backpack, even though I'm still lecturing. He stopped tinking. <laughs> I was that kid. Yes, I was that kid. Taylor Scott, thank you to you as well. Indeed. Uh, boomerswithbeverages.com is our website, and drop us an email. And uh, that email site or email address, Dan, is bwb at boomerswithbeverages.com. Dan's been drinking cream soda and was trying to avert a cream soda burp. There, so I just. <laughs> <laughs> I held it back. He held it back. He has such control. <laughs> that, that is a that's a voiceover person extraordinaire. <laughs> That would be the weirdest. Did you ever have to do like that after you drank some soda? That would be a tough I thing don't to do. drink soda when I go into a booth. I yeah. usually drink coffee or water. Well, I, ta- well I want to talk about that sometime with you guys Sometimes. as far as the oh, voiceover right. stuff. You we got, could go on for a day. Yeah, you got some stories mm-hmm. to And share. we just might. Yeah. Well, the contract <laughs> says 200 more podcasts. So. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> Who knew podcasts was a community <laughs> service? <laughs> Sounds good. We yeah. shall <laughs> accomplish our goals. Sorry, Mr. Widger, you can only pee once per podcast. That's all right. Be, that would be it. Stop your dinking. Appreciate you guys. Awesome job as always. And thank you most of all to all of you folks out there that have found Boomers with Beverages. Please let everybody know about us and bring them along. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you again on Boomers with Beverages. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Boomers with Beverages. Recording engineer Art Baker, post-production technician Dan Davis, showrunner and distributor Taylor Scott of iPodcastPro.com.